0: Good morning, Pierre. Good morning. Wow, I feel close to you guys. Okay. All right. I know Wayne has a lot of energy. Um, probably enough for four people. But uh, I'm not quite that high energy. But uh, I do like to um, interact with you. I do expect you to interact with me. So today, I will ask you questions. I will look for answers. Not all of this is scripted, so this will depend on you guys. We got to get something out of the way first. Anybody watch the Lions? Yes. Woo! Of course. You know. What's happening in the world today? The lions are one and (laughs) zero. Yes, I know. I know it is exactly, exactly right. So um, that was great worship today. Those songs, spot on to what we're going to work on today. So uh, without knowing what exactly what I was going to do, that that's just so great. I think it's a great way when you start off in worship to get your hearts focused, you know. Um, We have to be focused on Jesus. We have to be focused on the Word. And so we can receive it, and we can use it today and this week. So Josiah said, my name is Brett Burgess. I am a business owner. I work full-time. I have about 30 employees. I'm a communications contractor. I have a business in Caledonia. I'm also a pastor of a small church, a church we started in our house about four years ago. Um, now we've grown to 18 people. So you guys, to me, are a mega church right now. This is, this is something. Uh, We actually do service in our shop now. It's big enough where I have a a room that we have set up and we leave it set up for uh, our service every week. Before that, I was uh, involved with men's ministry for several years. So um, I'm quite comfortable speaking to men. Um, That's kind of my sweet spot. Speaking to all to men and women, is a a little bit of a growth for me. Something that stretches me a little bit. But, uh, you know, right here. I love the Bible. Okay? I believe that this is the Word of God. It's the living Word of God. Okay? This has transformed my life. All right? When we stay on these words, when we stand on them, that's how we build faith. Faith in Jesus. Amen? Yeah. All right. So here we are today. Wayne and Sue are on sabbatical. And uh, he asked me if I could come in and take a sa- Sunday for him. And at first, when he asked me, I'm like going, no way. <laughs> but uh, no. Wayne and I have become good friends over the last couple of years. So um, I met him through my wife, who served with him at Set Free Ministries. And so uh, Wayne and I meet three or four times a month. We spend a couple hours together, usually on Wednesday mornings, commiserating about trying to be pastors. Um, He never says anything bad about you guys. It's always about my church. So... (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I was pretty excited when he asked me if I could do this. Um, There was also a challenge of this. Uh, Is Wayne competitive? So there was a a little bit of a challenge here, and I do have a competitive streak. Wayne told me that his sermons last for two hours. (laughs) And he bet that I couldn't beat it. So I hope you brought a lunch. Just kidding. No. I want to dive in today, so actually, you have to bear with me. Whoops. Let's bring this out. This is the only way I know. Sorry. Sorry. I knew that would happen. Can you guys see this if I place it right in the middle? Okay. All right. I am a whiteboard guy, um, so you have to bear with me. I like to write stuff on the board. I like to erase it. I like to write some more. But that's how I learn, okay? This is how I do my sermons. On paper with a pen. I have scribbles in here. I have three notes and hopefully I can read it. My writing is not very clear, and I don't spell very good sometimes, so you'll have to bear with me. Josiah had some thoughts. I know you guys are kind of working through a set of questions every week here on the the sabbatical for Wayne and Sue. So um, he gave me a couple questions to look at, and I think they're pretty good questions. Um... It challenges me, because I've never had to write a sermon based on what somebody else suggested. So it's a stretch for me as well. I think it's a great stretch, because I learn something every time I write a sermon. So hopefully you guys too. So we're going to start off with the first question. Is this going to be big enough? Yes. Okay. What does the church bring to society? That's a giant question. But humor me a little bit here. I would love for you guys to have your Bibles. If you want to follow on a phone, Bible, Bible app, that's a great way to do it. You can probably find stuff faster than I can in my own Bible. But as I thought about this question... About what does the church bring to society? I think what I want to do here is I want to start. I want to start, I want us to go way back. I mean the beginning. Alright? So we're gonna look at Genesis 1 1. How did you guess that I meant all the way back? All right. There is nothing better for me standing up here than to hear pages flipping. I love it. So, Wayne says, say does he say the same thing? Okay, good, good, good. Actually, on, if you guys are on a phone following along, maybe you can make it make a sound as you're flipping. That'd be great. Right. So John one one, Genesis one one. I'm I'm going to get to John. I was. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Can we agree on that? All right. Okay. Let's look at Genesis 26. One. 26 to 28 keep me honest. <laughs> verse 26 then God said let us make man in our own image according to our likeness let them have dominion over the fish of the sea over the birds of the air and over the cattle over all the earth and Do we agree on that? All right. So God created man and woman to multiply. These are God's words, right? So I I say God created family. Mm -hmm. God created community. God created society. He created order, right? Dominion. Rules, laws, how things should be run. What was the center of this? Community or society? It was man's relationship with God was in the center from the very beginning. That's how he designed it. God was the center of the relationship. God walked with Adam. He was present with him. He talked with them, just like you and I are talking right now, casually, like friends. They had a relationship, right? Circle, family, community, society, God in the center, right? Easy. Seems easy. (laughs) We're going to cover a lot of ground here. So as we know, there are a few bumps along the way. I want to jump now. I want to fast forward to the Israelites and their exodus From Egypt. So they've been, the Exodus from Egypt, they're walking around the desert for 40 years, right? In that 40 years, we get to Exodus 20. If you turn and look at Exodus 20, What's the heading of that in your Bible? Ten Commandments, Commandments, right? Okay. So Moses goes up on Mount Sinai, and God gives him the Ten Commandments. This is the interactive part. This will depend on if you get home in time for lunch or not. Right. So why? Why did God give Moses the Ten Commandments? What do you, what do you think? So that he could share it with people. Share it with people. Okay. All right. Share it with and people. Boundaries for a blessed life. Ah, boundaries. That's a great word. I hadn't thought of that one. Laws. Right. Yep. Unity. Yeah. Laws, guidelines. I like that. Mm-hmm. Say that again. Blessings. Blessings. Correct. Yep. Covenant between God and mankind. Yep. The covenant. Yep. Okay. What about morality? Right? Yes. Morality. Okay. Right. Honor God. Honor others. There's no, I don't have written down a right answer. So by you answering this, you have a very good understanding about why he had to give Moses the Ten Commandments. Do you know how many Israelites came out of Egypt? Just guess. Yeah, I mean, maybe. So they describe it as 600,000 men, and then they say plus women and children. I mean, minimum two and a half million, you know, assuming that most of. And they only count men who are of age, they don't count anybody under a certain age. So that would have been, you know, yeah, a, a big. Is that a society? It's a community, right? It's a country, right? Mm -hmm. Who was at the center? Who led them in the desert? Who was in the cloud? Who was in the fire? Right? God gave the leadership or gave the society leadership. He was present, it was His people. So, when we go back to the question on the board, what does the church bring to society? The church was society, right? Question for you. In the U.S., how many people in the U.S. identify themselves with a church or a denomination, percentage wise? 30. Yeah, I think it's a little bit higher than that, but it's not much higher than that. I mean, it's way under 50%. This is, these last five years are the first time in history that the U.S. is under half of the people identify with a church or a denomination. I'm talking about identify. I'm not talking about people that go to church I'm, I'm, I'm talking about if you took a survey. How many people, if you take a survey, will write down that they're a Christian but never go inside of a church, never praise God, never worship, never pray? It's just one of those standard things. So you're right, the percentage is probably more like 30%. As we've moved away from God as the center, what do we see today in society? What is going on around us? I think that's a great way to describe it. Chaos. I mean, what do we see in the news? Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Our neighborhoods. What happens in our neighborhoods? What happens to our families? Right? Most of what we see is not a pretty picture. There's an attack. Satan. Attacks. Families. Kids. Churches. It's constant. How important is the church to society? How should it, important should it be? Right? Yeah. I don't want to recover what you covered last week, and maybe I will a little bit, so just humor with me, because I didn't listen last week. Sorry. Um, I was busy at my own place. Um, I want to look at this real quick. Okay. I underline church. So we started in Genesis 1:1. We started at the beginning. Creation. Remember I said about the John 1 thing? Here we go. <laughs> so I want you to turn to John 1 John 1 or not, not first John. John chapter 1, verse 1 to 5. Somebody give me a high sign if you're there. Okay. (laughs) Let's read this. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was the life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Who was in the beginning? God. Well, who's Jesus, right? Yeah, okay. That's that's where I was going. Sorry. Yep. Okay. Let me. I'm gonna have to start over. I asked. I asked Wayne for a 12 foot board, <laughs> so I could do this. But so you're right. He's short. He is short. I d- didn't want to mention that. I am taller than he is. Who is the head of the church? Jesus. Jesus, Right? Let's look at the same chapter of John. Let's go to verse 14. So same page, probably. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And and we beheld his glory. The glory is only the begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Right? Grace and truth. Side note, can't have grace without truth. Verse. Let's look at, we're still, we're still right there. Look at verse 17. For the law was given through Moses, Ten Commandments, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Yep, grace and truth, right? So now as we point to this first question again, we underline church. Is the church this building? No. No. Who is the church? everybody in here right right believers in jesus christ followers disciples we're a community we're a community of christ we were made in his image and we strive to be more like christ full of grace and truth As we know, as a community of believers, our faith has to be solely in Jesus. I want to write something else out here. Living out our salvation living out our salvation. So, as we are the body of church, what do we bring to society? Everyone sitting here today? It's a great question. That's what we're wrestling with. What do we do? It's hard to answer, isn't it? Everybody has their own life. Everybody has their own thing to do. So it's hard to focus sometimes on these type of questions as a whole community, because we all have our little things that happen in our lives that kind of steer where we go. So I think as we look a little bit deeper into this, I want this, I mean, this really kind of moves us to the second question that um, we want to look at. So I'm going to have to erase a little bit of this so I can get the second question. That's why I have notes. How is the church to influence the world around it? If the church is... (laughs) I want to look at an example, and so I'm gonna have you go way back again, well not that far back, but close to it. I want us to go to Joshua we're going to be in chapter 1 verses 1 to 9 Joshua is right after Deuteronomy in case you're looking you Guys, find it. All right. I want to read this. It's a little bit Lengthy here, nine verses, but let's get through it. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant is dead, now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses from the wilderness and this Lebanon as far as the great river the river Euphrates all the land of the Hittites and to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life as i was with moses so i'll be with you i will not leave you nor forsake you be good be strong and of good courage For to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. Could there possibly be any more comfort in words than that right there? I mean, that's pretty amazing. There's a lot in there. I would like to take that right there, that section, and make a two-month study out of it. There is so much in that thing. But we won't keep you here for two months. So the Israelites are led into the Promised Land. The promised land has been described as flowing with milk and honey. Anything and everything they will ever need is given to them. God has provided it all. God is the center of the community, He's the center of the society. He has given them His law and His commandments. Moses gets to see the promised land, but he doesn't get to go in it. Joshua gets that privilege. So Joshua takes them across the Jordan to the promised land. Then what? Let's read verses 10 and 11 here. And we get the then what? Then Joshua commanded the officers of the people saying, pass through the camp and command the people saying, prepare provisions for yourself. For within three days you will cross over this Jordan to go in to possess the land which the Lord your God is giving you to possess. Possess. If the Lord says something twice in a sentence, do you think he means something about it? Right? Possess. Boy, I'm running out of room. Uh, that was probably not right. I think there's two C's, but you you you, you know what I mean. No, yeah, it is two S's. That's okay. Just bear with me. I'm from Potterville, <laughs> and we didn't have we didn't do spelling. Um, possess is action, right? Do something. Living out. Where's that? Did I erase it? No. Living out your salvation. What is living? Living is action, right? Do something. Did Joshua just stand there after they crossed over and say, Yep, we're good? Nothing more to do here. We made it. Nope. They had to possess the land. When you choose to follow Christ, what next? Do you just stand there? Or do you take action? It is. When you follow Jesus, follow is an action. You have to possess your faith. Do you think this comes without a fight? No. Mm -mm. Does the world, the enemy, society around us jump in and make this easy? No. Mm If we, the church, just simply step into the promised land or just simply accept Jesus and go no farther with it, what does the church bring to society? How does the church influence the world around it if that's all you do? can't, right? I want to show you an example. I want you to read an example. I told you we're going to cover a lot of ground, so here's where we go. We're going to go to Revelation. Woo! Oh, (laughs) yes. So, Revelation is scary, but it's exciting. Because you know what happens in the end? We win! win! Right, (laughs) just like the lions. All right. I gotta, I gotta find you here. Hold on. Revelations three. Revelations three. Where am I at? 14 to 22. What is the, what is the heading, of Revelations three, 14 to 22? Oh, mine says something different. Sorry. Mine says lu- mine says lukewarm. Oh, lukewarm. Yeah. The lukewarm church. Yeah. Close? We're probably, yeah. It is funny how many different, you know, there's just different Bible, you know. I'm, I'm a new King James. What are you guys? Old, Old ooh, wow. Thou's those, that, though, all that stuff. Right, exactly. All right, let's read this. And to the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, What color are these letters in your Bible? Who said it? Yes. These things, says the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were cold or hot. So then, because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Because you say, I am rich, have become wealthy and have need of nothing, and do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy, me, buy from me gold refined in the fire, that you may be rich in white garments, that you may be clothed, that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed. And anoint your eyes with eye salve, that you may see it. I heard some stuff in there. I don't know if you did. Lukewarm. Lazy, right? No action in that, no fruit. I heard some other stuff in there too that were action items. You open the door to his voice, right? Be zealous. Overcome. Those are action items. How is the church to influence the world around it? Open to his voice. Be zealous. Overcome. Where does this start? Right, it starts here. starts at page one. Right, <laughs> exactly starts in here starts in your heart it starts in your heart where then goes to your families right after it goes to your families spills out to your neighbors spills out to our brothers and sisters in Christ spills out to our community to our society is this easy no it's not Will you face opposition? Is this a fight? Oh, brother. It is. Were any of you opposed when you got up this morning to come to church? I mean, you know, sometimes your alarm doesn't go off. You know, car won't start. I don't know, something like that. <laughs> Snow off of it, yeah, I know, yes. So when we look at number 2 how is the church to influence the world around it I think this is the really whoops this is the really big picture here living out our salvation right I got one more page for you to flip to so oh boy Let's go to Matthew Twenty-two, thirty-seven 37 to 40. These are red letters again. This is what Jesus says. Jesus is the head of our church. I think we should do what he says. Matthew 22, 37 to 40. Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. So, when we look at this stuff, what does the church bring to society and how is the church to influence the world around it? This is how we do it. We're living out our salvation, okay? Grace in truth. That's how we do it. That's how we change what happens around us. That's how we... that's how what we do in here flows out outside to the world around us. I want to tell you that I truly appreciate you guys having me today. I, I have a guy that stands in for me at my church, so that was really nice this morning. I want to tell you how great it was to have prayers this morning with, with people in back in both rooms. Keep that up. Do that. Fill that room with people there for prayer in the morning. Amen. You know? More work gets done that way. In the short time I've been doing this, Standing up here, prayer is number one. God has to has to be first. Can can anybody? What what's the? Have you guys done the model prayer before? You know, with you know, uh, our Father in heaven, hallowed be our name. If read through that, it starts with putting God first. Petitions. to to him worshipping him putting him first right and then it gets to where we get to ask for stuff for us so if you do that if we continue to do that we will make an impact we will change somebody we will change something it will happen it's not fast our our little church has been meeting for over 4 years And I have 18 people, but it's a great 18 people, you know? So continue to work at it. Continue to do what you're doing. I hope that as Wayne and Sue are on the sabbatical and as you ask these questions each week that you're working through, that you come out of this just fired up for the next steps, the next what you guys are going to do. Amen? Amen.